0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحياء لا ياتي الا بخير قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ان لكل دين وخلق الاسلام الحياة او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters for those who have just returned from a break of a few weeks and recommence madrasa today inshallah this time that you were on break would have helped to refresh the spirit to work harder to get more engaged in the acquisition of the knowledge of deen And this is really what the break is for. The word holiday has taken on a different meaning nowadays, a different connotation, a different meaning, a different understanding. Nowadays, this word holiday has taken the meaning of what the West regards as a holiday. In the Western lifestyle, A holiday means That where a person So to say Abandons all responsibility And becomes carefree And Person does What they want Goes where they want So this is something which obviously doesn't apply For a Muslim A Muslim Is never carefree A Muslim is always careful a Muslim is always caring He cares about the commands of Allah Ta'ala More than everything else That's the first thing He cares for the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that, that doesn't stop at any time In any part of the year In any place in the world The commands of Allah Ta'ala And the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, These continue all the time And likewise, the various teachings of Deen, this is all already included in what was just said, but just to highlight some of the aspects that the Haya, for example, that Deen teaches, this applies whether it is in Madrasa or at home, or at some family gathering, or whatever the case may be, that Haya applies everywhere. It applies whether it is a working time or whether it is a holiday time. That Haya applies anywhere and everywhere. Unlike the Western concept of life, that the so-called concept of modesty, if there is any such modesty left, or wherever it may be left, that modesty also is a very, very ajib and a very strange kind of modesty, a very strange kind of shame that people have. Just to understand this, with a small example, that if a woman is wearing some scraps of clothing, which is no clothing in itself, and she is at the beach, and small scraps of clothing, which probably cover maybe one fraction, that is fine in at the beach. Now she is in the middle of the whole crowd of people, and all and sundry are present. Can be even her own father and son, and everybody else. Then that is perfectly normal. Nobody would pattern island in the sense that nobody will have any com- comment, nobody will have any kind of uh, reservations about it it will be perfectly normal but if she has to walk down the main street of the town, then that would become a problem so why did it became a, become a problem in the main street of the town but it was not a problem on the beach so is that also not a public place is that also not a place that requires that uh, they should be higher even from a western concept that's also just as a public place as the main street of the town but why is this not something that would be looked at uh, favorably walking down the main street of the town but it's not a problem at all on the beach it is because of this mentality that is completely far away from any Reality, it's that mentality which is warped, it's that mentality which is completely corrupted. So now it's just selective thinking that okay, okay here it's fine, there is not fine. There's no principle, there is no guideline, there is no direction, there is just whatever is in one's wombs and fancy. So as a result, the reality is that there is no Haya and that becomes even more worse from time to time in various ways. So this is not how a Muslim leads their life. This is the holiday concept of the kuffar, the holiday concept of the western world. A mu'min also takes a break sometimes from day-to-day activities, from the routine. But the objective of a mu'min's break is very different compared to that which the kuffar break is something totally alien to what a Muslim subscribes to so this was just as a introduction to what we will be discussing inshallah a mu'min a mu'min is guided by deen in every facet of life and in any thing in life, in any part of the world, anywhere on earth there is no place that is excluded and one of the very very important and fundamental lessons that Deen teaches us which gives us that direction and that guidance which gives us that framework within which to conduct ourselves is this lesson of Haya which we just briefly touched on this lesson of Haya is something that protects this Muslim, guides this Muslim becomes a fortress for this believer, for this mu'mina for this mu'min it becomes a fortress which protects this person from the attacks of nafs and shaitan which protects this person from many many things it is such an important and fundamental lesson in deen that where Rasulullah is reported to have said that inna likulli in khuluqa wa islami al Every deen, every way meaning, every way of life People claim to have a certain way of life They claim to be following a certain creed, a certain religion So every religion has something which they regard as their highlight Which they regard as something that's very as, As a very special characteristic of that deen So what is the special characteristic of Islam? What is the very great highlight of Islam? Nabi Islam says وَخُلُقُ الْإِسْلَامِ That The outstanding characteristic of Islam Of the Muslims Is Haya This is the outstanding characteristic of a Muslim If a Muslim has Haya Then that Haya will protect him Will protect his Iman Will protect everything And if that Haya is lost Then everything is at a risk And then the person's morality is gone the person's shame and everything is gone, the person's Iman will be in danger also. This is something very clearly understood in the Hadith Sharif. It's not just an imagination. This is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that Iman and Haya, they are together. Iman and Haya coexist. When one leaves, the other will leave if every bit of Haya is gone, there is not one bit of Haya left, the Iman is in a great danger. The slightest now situation can come and then Haya will leave. The Iman will leave also. Unfortunately, there is a very fast decline in the level of Haya in the ummah in general. And therefore, this is something which many ulama have been highlighting this. Many senior ulama that came from overseas recently, just before Ramadan and at other times, many of our local senior ulama ikram have been raising this repeatedly that haya is to be brought alive again. And have been instructing that this is a topic that should be discussed This is a topic that should be Emphasized on And it's something that We have to repeatedly Keep reminding ourselves Of this lesson of Haya And how to bring this Haya alive again It's unfortunately almost dead In many of our Homes In many of our lives There is some kind of customary Things that we adopt Which appear to be Some kind of fulfillment of the command of Haya but in reality it is far from what the dictates of Haya so it's just some bits and pieces that we probably are still clinging on but the general concept of Haya which Deen has taught this is something that we are far away from we are far away from that concept of Haya that has been taught in the Quran and Sunnah now this needs to be brought alive again we have to make an effort to bring it alive in our own lives, to bring it alive in our homes, to bring it alive in our families, in our neighborhoods, bring it alive in the ummah at large. Now, to bring something alive, bring it back into vogue, bring it into everybody's lives, it doesn't happen by one talk or a few talks. There is a concerted effort that is required. There is a practical follow-up of whatever the discussions may be. There is a reminding of one another. To bring something back to life, some concept back to life, it is sometimes going to require that it be overdone to a point when there is no concept almost left, then it has to be overdone to a point. Now some will overdo it. Perhaps it might become a means of others coming somewhere closer. That is how many things became alive and then became a means of great benefit to the Ummah. Now this is not an encouragement to do something in extremes. But what is being explained is, That just a very casual discussion sometimes, a passing mention of it, just commenting on it that well, things are really now going down, that kind of sharam and haya that existed previously is hardly now there, just merely making some comment once in a while, some casual discussion, some passing comment, that's not going to bring it alive that will just now come and go but when something has almost died it has to be revived one is a person is just slightly sick got a small flu some cold person is coughing a little now you just bring some cough mixture or drink something home remedies obviously is what is the best thing to do and uh, perhaps if the person now requires one small tablet or something fine that might do the job it might not require anything more than that I will keep things going when a person is almost now in a critical state a person in a critical state that person first receives attention on the spot somebody will be probably trying to put oxygen on for the person give the person some oxygen if there is some oxygen available on the spot depending on what the situation is they might even start doing some blood transfusion it might require some kind of procedure on the spot to destabilize the patient, so many things happen on the spot and the next thing is with red lights flashing and sirens blaring the person by ambulance is being rushed to a hospital, into the trauma unit or Allah forbid the person is very critical, State into the ICU. Now this is what happens when a person is like almost on the brink of death. The person is in a state of life and death. You don't know now whether the person will survive or not. It's become so critical. So then everything else stops to treat the patient. The traffic culture has to give way. The right of way is of somebody else, but because this ambulance now is taking a critical patient, that person has to just make way, stop or go out on the side of the road, if it is his right to now go across the road, because the robot is showing him, the traffic lights are showing green for him but he can hear the siren blaring he'll have to wait, wait for that ambulance to pass, that ambulance will have first right of way because that patient is critical now when the patient is critical then everything else gives way first that gets the priority, the highest Priority and the first attention is to that critical patient. Allah Taala We have made Haya like a critical patient. Years ago, there was a very great personality, Hazrat Maulana Yusuf Kandalwi who was a very great alim, muhaddith, person of tremendous knowledge and. He was the son of the personality who revived the work of tabligh Muhammad Ilyas So he had taken on after his late father after his father passed on he was the personality that really drove this effort forward So On one occasion one very great alim passed away in India and everybody was very grieved and rightly so. It's natural, it's human nature that somebody of a very high caliber, some great alim passes away, everybody would be grieved. So it's only human nature that people were now expressing this grief. So he didn't stop them from expressing that grief, meaning within the limits of Shariat. That's human nature. So he didn't say that that what they were doing was wrong. But he seized on the opportunity to drive home another point. He said, Look, today a very great personality has passed away, so we are all grieved that this Janaza is now leaving. So, this Janaza has caused us so much of grief, and indeed, we are grieved. It's only expected that we'll be grieved. But then, having mentioned this, he says, But unfortunately, daily almost, the janazas of the sunnah of Rasulullah are leaving our homes And there is nobody to grieve over it Meaning we are abandoning the sunnah Abandoning the way of life of Rasulullah Day in and day out And there is nobody to grieve over it Nobody to cry over it There is nobody to worry over it There is nobody that even making any kind of Comment on it that what has happened How could this be done Why did this happen or feel some grief and pain and hurt on it It's just It happened, it's gone So likewise Haya There's nobody today illa Some of our senior personalities In our country Or come from abroad They are crying over this They are Showing the light The ulama al alhamdulillah In their capacity Others also but all these people's efforts put together doesn't amount still for a fraction of what the situation is that even if it's a few hundred people that are concerned, a few hundred people that are showing that pain feeling that pain but what fraction does that amount to among the millions who are just flowing with the tide and just getting washed away by the tsunami of shamelessness and there is nobody to bat an eyelid generally. Now this janazah of Haya unfortunately is leaving lives, leaving the lives of people, leaving the homes of people, leaving the functions of people, leaving the marriages of people, leaving the whatever, Eid functions of people. Haya is, the janaza of Haya is just going. And everybody is still smiling it's like nothing happened somebody is feeling something in their heart also but they just outwardly smiling about it because who do they tell privately, quietly now they might just mention it somewhere and on this note of privately and quietly this is a reality that is happening that alhamdulillah some people are realizing what's going on that realization also is a very big thing but they are just merely able to just tell somebody on the side, that look, something should be done about this, but that is where they stop, they can't do anything further. Just to explain what I am talking about, this is not an isolated thing, it didn't happen only once, it happened on many occasions, several occasions. The thing that happened was, that a grandfather, a grandfather, whoever it might have been, whoever, and it was different people, but all the common factor was All were grandfathers Now why I am specifically highlighting this That now the person was a grandfather And those who spoke to me Were elderly They may At the time already way above I can't say for sure But definitely above 60 years So all that was a common factor They were above 60 years of age And being of that age already So they had seen A time when there was a certain standard of Haya if they were already 60 years of age and these discussions have happened over the years so some had probably spoken maybe 5 10 years ago, some maybe earlier later so if a person even today discuss something and he is 60 years old today then he by the age of 10 would have already been very conscious of a certain standard of Haya 10 or 15 so he saw 45 years ago 50 years ago a certain norm in society in homes in families in functions he saw a certain standard in terms of haya so he saw something then and he's seeing something now in the past 5 10 years 15 years and he's comparing what was the standard of haya then and now if an example can be given then it is like somebody who is standing on the 50th floor of a tall building and somebody else is on the ground floor outside on the road Now, when you stand on the top and you look down at the road you can't even see who is there from the 50 floors up all looks like all dots small minute miniatures that's what it looks like from the top now the person who saw the Haya then, 45-50 years ago, and what he's seeing now, he can see the decline in that manner. He can see like something was 50 stories high, it is suddenly on the ground. It is a minor attraction, there is nothing left almost. So this is what the concern that they were expressing. And many expressed it in these words, that the dressing that they saw in that time and the dressing of their own granddaughters they can't come to terms with it but now in that home who do they talk to now Now, if they talk to the granddaughter or about the granddaughter that somebody else in the home will get offended now everybody has an opinion nowadays and everybody has a very strong opinion and everybody believes they are right everybody when it comes to the matter of deen everybody is a mufti. So everybody gives their fatwa Everybody believes they are right So now that grandfather And there's been over the past 15 years, years I think the first time Somebody spoke to me on this note Was about 12 to 15 years ago And then over time there have been several people Speaking ex- almost the same thing Nobody knows each other From those who spoke to me But the common factor is all the grandfathers Of that age Past 60 years old And they had seen something in a time That has passed and now they are comparing but for the people who have now adopted the so called new style those who passed 45-50 years ago meaning they already passed on that time 45-50 years ago they lived their lives or maybe a little more recent they passed away but they are now in their 70s and 80s so they lived their lives in that time these people were bichara, what they knew was life all about they were lost, they were old fashioned people they didn't have any idea of what's What's, what does it mean to be progressive in life? These bichara people were all ignorant fools. That is how we look at them, unfortunately. That they were all lost cases. They had no sense of style. They had no sense of imagination in terms of dressing up, and they were people living like in a jungle. That's how we feel about them. And if somebody had to now bring out an old dress of their grandmother, that would become a, it might become a occasion now to come and see what. This, they dressed like this hey, these people were really lost na'uzubillah. they were not lost we got lost they were not lost they were walking on the path of safety and on the path of deen and the path of haya we got lost we got carried away with the, all the things that were on the sidelines that the western world was now trying to distract us with we left the road and got caught up in the quicksand. Now we're sinking in that quicksand. That quicksand from the distance was looking very glittering. And the sun was shining on it, so it seemed like now, hey, this is something really to take to. Now we're sinking in that quicksand. And the slide is so fast that if something is not going to be done urgently to start turning the tide, Allah forbid what's going to become the condition within a generation or two. Unspeakable things are already the norm in many cases, in weddings, etc. but was not heard of even just ten years ago, which was unimaginable in many many families, which are regarded as families of Deen. It has become just a standard thing now. It it go, it goes without saying that this is going to happen in that wedding. So how did this happen? Where did this slide come from? This is the slide of. That Haya got lost And shamelessness came in its place It cannot be day and night at the same time If day goes It's night It can't be day and night So as the sun sets The darkness is going to come So as the light of Haya keeps dimming The darkness of shamelessness Is going to take its place So the light of Haya is now Going out of the lives So the darkness and zulmat of shamelessness And De Haya is coming and creeping Into the lives and it is being displayed in not just one thing of life in everything, it is being displayed in the manner of interaction for example how people interact there is no shame left, illa mashallah and uh, in those days also there were many deficiencies in many aspects, on a general note there were deficiencies there were some weaknesses, there were things which were not being done yet Perfectly, By many people Some were doing it mashallah very well Many people were not doing it perfectly It was a deficiency We don't make excuses for the deficiency We acknowledge it That it was a deficiency But despite that deficiency That is not right What is not right is not right But despite the deficiency For example For example Maybe 40 years ago if you go back 40 years ago a little bit more maybe 50 years ago 50 years ago There was hardly the concept of Niqab or cloak In fact, anywhere in this country Illa mashaAllah. Perhaps the number of people that could be Counted uh, Wouldn't even amount to a few dozen maybe Allah knows best Okay, We will say in the whole country 100 What does 100 amount to in a whole country Nowadays in less than one Small town also there might be more than that so that was a deficiency. In a way, there was no niqab, etc., that was being adhered to. But despite that, there was a level of haya that we can't compare to, even in those gatherings where people are adopting cloak and niqab. Alhamdulillah, that's a very good thing, the cloak and niqab. This is not to run that down in any way, But the level of haya is still not comparable to those people's haya now if some non-mahram had to pass and if they had to say something it's very very bold it's very very just casual whereas in that time there might have not been niqab which was a deficiency but there was a very high level of haya if something had to be said if they had to interact for example with a doctor out of need for the sake of treatment there was a degree of haya in which things happened and now it's a casual thing if there was some other whatever it might have been now the lesson here today is that unfortunately this haya is getting lost and we have to bring it back this is the need of the time this is that critical patient now when that patient is suddenly critical something has happened that ambulance is now going to be given first preference all the other cars will start making way If the traffic light is showing red for that ambulance But that ambulance will be given right of way Others will stop This ambulance must go first At the hospital they will be waiting at the door To receive that patient Because it's already been communicated There is a very critical patient coming in In the ICU they already got everything waiting Now this is the critical patient Which Haya has become the critical patient Look in our homes Look in our lives Look in our thinking how do we think? What is what we give preference to? Now there is a lot of detail in this regard In many aspects And this is what inshallah We hope to deal with In some feeble way In the weeks to come That every week inshallah We will be taking some aspect Which pertains to haya And discussing it In a little bit of detail Whatever Allah Taala wills, Allah gives The objective is that to bring this haya alive, as we mentioned right at the beginning, this haya will not come alive just by merely one-two discussions, a few discussions, or every week one discussion also. That alone, inshallah, with the tawfiq of Allah Taala and Allah Taala put Barakat in it, then that too may inspire somebody to become more conscious of haya, and that is why this is done in any case. This is what Allah Ta'ala has commanded us to do. inna for all And remind, for verily a reminder is beneficial for the believers. So we got to keep reminding. And inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will make it a means of benefit for the speaker, for the listeners. But from now, the mindset must be clear that we need to do something also. It's not merely listening that is going to get the job done. That listening that speaking and listening the speaker and listeners have to then translate that which was spoken and which was heard into action the words must become action it might be small steps forward initially but those small steps in time that too covers a very long distance the small steps also raise a person to a taking small steps on a step ladder very very closely the steps are that to eventually a person will reach a height but if a person doesn't take any step forward then we'll be just going on the same spot in circles we will get the benefit inshallah in terms of reward the benefit of listening, the benefit of speaking but if it was not followed up with action there was no effort made to translate it into action then we will be where we are Allah forbid we won't be where we are we'll keep sliding further down because this doesn't stay at one point it's either going to keep getting better and progressing or it's going to slip and when something is slipping downwards it just starts rolling away then before a person realizes what happened it's already gone so far down because it's going downhill Something going downhill, it doesn't require a push, it doesn't require anybody to uh, drag it along. No, it's running, it's just going, rolling away. So, this is a decline that is happening. We have to make a concerted effort to reverse the tide. And, like other things, in the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah has stated that the one who will bring my sunnah alive my way of life that is the sunnah will bring it alive some sunnah قد some sunnah that has died off that people forgot about that people abandoned now somebody else brings it alive for example supposing in a home or in a community, or in a generally, for example, the sunnah of miswak has died off. Now everybody is just doing their own things. Nobody is even realizing that, well and good if they are using the toothbrush for whatever it is, nobody is uh, being prohibited from that, but that is not fulfilling what is the sunnah miswak. So now that sunnah miswak has died off. So somebody makes the effort to bring it alive, they're giving somebody presents of a miswaq, they are talking about it from time to time, they're putting it at home for the family to use, and so on, they're bringing it alive. They're bringing something back in the ummah which has died off, maybe in one part of the ummah. Nabi Islam says that for them is the reward of a hundred shuhada. Imagine a person who has become a shaheed in the path of Allah. A person has given his life for deen, What is his reward? We can't imagine, it's beyond our imagination. This is the reward, not one, hundred shuhada. Now Haya, Haya is not not just uh, an aspect of deen on a very, just ordinary level, it's on a very high level. Some sunnats are more important than other sunnats, all sunnats are important, all sunnats are very great, but together with all sunnats being very great, Some sunnats are even greater And among the things Of deen Every aspect of deen is very great But some aspects of deen Are even greater You get some are farz Some are wajib Some are sunnate mu'akkada Some are sunnate ghair mu'akkada Some are nafil So there's categories There's levels Haya is farz Haya Is farz It's compulsory It's a quality of iman now that has died off almost illa mashallah now those who bring the sunnats alive, this is their reward the sunnats that died out in the ummah, somebody brings it alive, they will get the reward of a hundred shuhada somebody who brings the furs of haya alive can we imagine their reward now that opportunity is open to all of us every one of us listening, every one of us The person speaking and every one of us listening This opportunity is now open To all of us To now make this effort to bring Haya alive again And this is a very wide concept It doesn't confine Itself to only one aspect or two aspects It's a very wide And broad concept which permeates Every aspect of life And there are certain things that are More importantly affected by Haya Haya applies to those things To a greater extent now, These are some of the things inshallah, In the few weeks to come That we are going to try to discuss Make it a means of This Haya coming alive In our own lives In my life In all of our lives In our homes In our families In our communities In the entire ummah at large Our niyat Our niyat must be very very broad What can we do? We can do nothing We have Don't have the ability of doing anything Allah Ta'ala alone does But if we try to do that little bit That one aorta That is within our capacity That broken effort That very feeble, very broken effort We try to inculcate every bit of sincerity in it But we have the intention of a very very big thing Allah Ta'ala out of His will Out of His power Allah Ta'ala will make it happen inshallah. So this is something to now Ponder over Ponder over the aspect of Haya, the importance of Haya And that I too want to gain this reward Of bringing Haya alive So I am going to make this effort I am going to listen attentively To what is going to be said in f- the future weeks I am going to try to now implement that In my life, bring it alive in my Family and make an effort To whatever extent I can to bring it alive in the ummah at large Inshallah to start making dua as well To beg Allah tell us sincerely That ya Allah you grant Barakat in our broken efforts And you make it a means of every khair You make it a means of hidayat for us And for others as well And make us the means of this haya becoming alive Bring haya in our lives Ya Allah you grant us haya And you grant us the tawfiq of or you make us the means of Haya becoming alive elsewhere as well Allah ta'ala is the doer we don't know whose duas will get accepted and Allah ta'ala will put barkat in this whole thing so we don't have to worry about that this is something beyond us we don't have that capacity we don't have to look at what the capacity is we have to do what we can do how much we can do we have to do Allah ta'ala will do the rest Allah will make that happen what we are incapable of doing any bit of. But our dua must be there, our effort must be sincere. Billah Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfeeq. give us a ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعذك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله